subscribers how are you all hope you're all doing well and have had a good week I've had a really good week actually been very busy um, with different projects um, but mainly the thing I've been working on this week actually has been um, working on integrating some new functionality into my website and with that I've partnered with a company called Buy Me A Coffee who have enabled me to launch some membership services on my website which is just really cool and something that I've been hoping to do for a little while now. Um, so it's really good because, oh, you know, if you know me or have worked with me you'll know how much I love my coffee so this is a great service for me but what it enables me to do is to put these buy me a coffee buttons on my website on my social media etc and if anyone likes what they hear on the podcast or likes any of the free content that I'm putting out there um to say thank you you can buy me a coffee um on on this cool little widget thing um so if that applies to you if you like this podcast if you like any of my content obviously I'd be very appreciative one day if you would buy me a coffee um but more importantly than that it's um enabled me also to launch some membership plans which is so amazing because sometimes coaching especially private one-to-one coaching is costly and it is a big investment it is worthwhile but it's not something that's within the reach of everyone and that's really the reason why I started this podcast and started putting out um, the free content that I have on my website and social um so now I've been able to create these membership plans I've got plans that start from just five pounds a month um it just enables people to get access to some more value-add stuff, not just the free content that I'm putting out there, but some more value-added content and just having this all set up on the membership portal makes it really easy for me, means I don't have to have, you know, a lot of complex website development, etc. done. So I'm so excited that that is live now and yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think, if it's um, something that you enjoy. Um, and, and on that vein, as the podcast is getting more and more popular now um I just want to give a shout out to all my listeners because it's becoming apparent from the stats that I can see as I go through my days and weeks lists um looking at um, the listeners of the podcast that people are checking in every week <laughs> um it seems like when they find the show they really enjoy it and continue to listen so I'm really grateful for um the support of people who show up and listen to this every week or even if you just drop in now and again I'm really grateful for that and I'm amazed at how global <laughs> the podcast is getting so Although I'm based in the UK, only about 50% of my listeners are from here. I say only about 50% is still amazing and a great number of people that are listening here. But um, equally um, in the States, I've got a lot of listeners from the States and as far away as Australia. So if this is you that I can see on my (laughs) stats, thank you and welcome. And thank you for being part of this community. And I hope that... um, that this uh, material is helping you to thrive in your life. Thank you for being here. Um, Anyone who does like the show, listens to the show, please, um, if you have the time, I would be grateful for a review uh, or at least a rating on Apple Podcasts because it really helps the show reach more people. 
so um yeah if you can please take the time to um like and review it and share the show with your friends um but yeah on to today's topic so what we're talking about today we are talking about asking for what you want and hopefully getting it (laughs) but it's something that we really struggle with a lot of us um it's something that came up for me in the last week in and actually it's been coming up over the last quite a while really with different coaching clients but in particular a couple of sessions that I held over the last week or so where we were talking about um these these two clients of mine that I'm thinking of particularly in their work lives both of them independently of each other are having a few challenges at work and having a lot of frustrations and identifying a lot of things that they're perhaps not as happy with but when it comes down to actually shifting that into well what would make you feel better what would give you what you want it's taking quite a while first of all for us to get to the point where we can actually articulate what it is that that those people want and this is not a unique problem one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast particularly um we quite often especially at work but not only at work at all go round and round a lot of the time feeling a bit jarred or a bit pissed off like oh this is just unsatisfactory I know it's not it's not really fulfilling me it's not what I want but then if somebody was to sit down and ask us well what would you want what would make you happy we can't quite articulate it so I want to talk about that a little bit and then when we know what we do want can we ask for it have we actually communicated to our managers our leaders or even in our relationships have we communicated to our significant others what it is that we actually want So we're sitting here feeling jarred, feeling annoyed, feeling frustrated, feeling less than because our needs aren't being met. But have we actually asked for those needs to be met in a way that satisfies us? And often the problems that we're having are a combination of these two things. A, not knowing what we want in the first place and B, when we know what we want, not asking for it, um, either in the right way or in a way that really expresses what we want and the thing is the people who might have the power to give us what we want are not psychic they can't see inside our brains they can't they're not they're not seeing the world through our own filters so um I'll give you a a specific example actually from one of my clients this week because it's just such a good example she is somewhat frustrated in her day-to-day job um has been with the organization for quite a while it's doing, done amazing things there done an incredible job is really well respected um but she feels a bit frustrated and feels that she wants a little bit more recognition for the contribution she's given which is frequently stepping outside of her given roles and responsibilities and when she had an initial conversation with her manager about it um because she hadn't really thought about what it actually was that she wanted the initial conversation with her manager was a real venting session so it ended up just being a long long list of this is what's wrong this is what's wrong this is what I'm experiencing I don't like this I don't like that and her manager was left with this kind of basket of problems I imagine I don't have a a coaching relationship or a relationship with the manager so I don't know their interpretation but my expectation is that the manager was left with a basket of problems um, and her first instinct when in speaking um, back to her colleague, my client, was, so how much money do you want? Her interpretation, the way she views the world, 
um, is that some more money should fix this. My client's way of seeing the world is more money isn't going to fix this. I want to be recognised for what I'm doing, but I don't feel recognised for, you know, with financial value I want. And I'm paraphrasing here, but let's say, for example, she wanted a different title or some other kind of recognition, um, some public acknowledgement, something like that would be more along the lines of what would work for her. But you can see that her manager's kind of first instinct was money so because she wasn't in a position to initially ask specifically for what she wanted she's now in this situation where she's almost talking a different language with her manager and her manager's then going to go off and have conversations within the organization about how um, we can meet this person's needs but her conversations the manager's conversations are going to be led by her own interpretation so um you know effectively what we're working on in coaching is how we get control back in this situation and how we can articulate her needs but it's a really good example for showing how if we don't articulate our needs correctly other people might think they're meeting our needs or might be completely unaware that there's a problem all the while we're sitting there feeling like we're jarred, we haven't got what we wanted, we're out of touch, we are, oh, you know, feeling less respected, we're feeling less desired, we're feeling less happy. Um, so this is a really, really important thing for for our own mental health, our own emotional well-being. And it starts as really young children, doesn't it? If you think back to when we are infants and toddlers, the way we get what we want normally is tantruming. Um, anyone with a toddler no will know this. I know this deeply as I have a two-year-old myself at the moment. Um, when they're feeling deprived, when they know that they're unlikely to get their wants satisfied, um, they yell, they scream, they bang their feet, their head, their hands on the floor. Um they create all kinds of havoc until they get what they want. So toddlers don't have an issue communicating <laughs> their wants. But as we get socialised, as we exist in society over time, those behaviours we learn are not socially acceptable. And so we we lose that innate ability to just outwardly vocalise immediately the things that aren't making us happy and what we actually want. Um and that's not to say that some of us aren't better than others as adults of getting our needs met. And in certain situations, again, some of us find it easier than others. But generally speaking, those that identify as women have a bit of a harder time than men at asking for what we want, particularly in the workplace. Um the fact is that we internalise society stereotypes and I'll talk for the most part about Western societies because that's the majority of my my audience um, and it's the society in which I work. Um, we internalise society stereotypes, which generally speaking are that women are less likely to take risk. So given that we generally believe that women are less likely to take risk, um we if we identify as women find it a lot harder to do what we might think of standing up for ourselves and asking for more money for example or asking for that promotion um but there are ways to 
train yourself to feel more comfortable in asking for what you want. Um, Requests for money don't always come in the form of your personal salary at work, for example. If you think about um, people who raise money for charities, I don't know about you, but I've had several coming knocking at my door, even in the pandemic. Um, Obviously, they do it socially distanced, but as a lot of people are at home now, we are experiencing quite a few door knockers. Um, People who um, are encouraging others to support a meaningful cause are trained in how to make an ask. They're training... um, they they learn how to get people to the point of wanting to make a donation um, and then they secure that and indeed if we only just look around us day to day we're surrounded by marketing we're surrounded by advertising there's a whole enormous industry of, of marketeers who make their own living by enticing us to want things um somehow they're basically asking us to want the products and services that they sell um, and they have an ability to make us want what they're selling. So asking for what you need is possible. Um, But then we also come to the emotional side of it. And if you're thinking about personal relationships with your other half for example it can be really difficult and somewhat embarrassing sometimes for people to talk about what they need emotionally or even physically when it comes to their relationships because um if we don't get that it feels like it's going to be a deep rejection um but even outside of our personal relationships colleagues bosses friends family members Um, Even people that we might come across in the street or, you know, the the example that comes to mind is if you're, you know, getting on a bus in a non-COVID world and and you you want a seat, you might need a seat. How do you actually ask for that can do you feel comfortable asking for that a lot of people and certainly a lot of people that I work with may not even feel comfortable expressing that need. Uh, without feeling rude asking for it Um, they might be hoping to get a particular present for their birthday from someone or just in general or they might really secretly hope that somebody's going to take them out for a meal for their birthday or they might need something done an errand done or you know a favor Um, that's really hard to ask for for a lot of us I definitely put myself in this category I am challenged by this I feel guilt I feel um why would they want to do this you know there's all these thoughts that kind of immediately run into my head if I need a friend to do something for me or ask a favor um meanwhile if I was to put myself in the other person's shoes I you know if if they asked me for something I would be happy to do it but you can see that there's a huge amount of time and energy in our lives that either goes into actually having a need um, or thinking about having our need met, um, needing things from other people. We don't exist as an island. We don't exist solo in this world. We do exist in communities. We do exist in relationships, whether they be, you know, professional colleague to colleague relationships or in our personal, personal relationships. And 
even outside of the realms of other people having power over us, just in order to live, in order to survive, in order to interact in this world, we have to be able to communicate our needs with others. Um, And what I really want to talk about today is what are some of the strategies that you can use if you have a need that you want to be met or fulfilled, and that's historically proved difficult for you, either because you rub people up the wrong way and you're too aggressive or because more typically you find it hard to ask for your needs to be met what strategies can you use to get that need met in the most elegant way um so before we go on to talk about that I just wanted to say that if you're in a position like either one of my clients who I was working with this last week and you just know that loads of stuff is wrong and you don't quite know what it is that your needs are or what it is that you actually want, you've got to rewind a step because the the uh, techniques and strategies I'm going to go through today are about if you're clear on what you are asking for. Um, if you don't know, if you just have a lot of negatives like, oh, I don't know what I want, but this and this and this is wrong. I don't want this. That's okay. That's actually not a bad place to start, but you've got to do this little piece of work before you can go on to use these strategies. Otherwise, you're going to end up going around in circles. So two tips if you are in a place where everything's just a bit crap and you don't know what you want. Make a list of the things you don't want. This is the first thing. If you just really don't know and you're not in a place yet where you can really narrow down your actual desires, the chances are you'll be going through your life every day, being jarred, being pissed off. As that's happening, just keep a little notebook with you or your phone. Use the notepad on your phone if that's easier. And every time something jars you, make a note in your notepad. These are the things that you don't want. Um you'll soon find that as you're doing that, you will automatically start to think, well, the opposite of that is what I do want, or sometimes things will come to you and, and your brain will start to be um, start to come up with the things that you do want. So just keep those things, like do it for a week um, and then spend a bit of time reflecting on that list and trying to shape some initial goals around what it is that you do want. Secondly, um, I've got a tool on the website called Identify Your Frustrations. Um, It's in the Coach Yourself section on www.thriveship.coach. If you go into there, there is just a like a worksheet that you can download. And it's got um, a way of kind of identifying the frustrations that you're feeling every day. It's similar to the create a list on your own kind of thing. But if you prefer a more structured approach, you can take a look at this worksheet and do do it yourself or print it out and have it with you or just spend 15 minutes on it writing down those frustrations in a list. I think it gives you room for like 15. So if you can fill that up, then you definitely got a good (laughs) amount to start with. Um, And just doing those exercises, one or both of those exercises will really help you to shape or start to shape what it is that you do want. Um, If you get to the point where you have got loads of stuff that you don't want and you're struggling, then just drop me an email, caroline at thrivership.coach. Drop me a message on social media. Instagram is the best place to get me at thrivershipcoach and um, we can go through it. But I think it will start to become obvious once you kind of get to that point where you've got things listed down. Okay. So now let's assume that we're at the point where you know what it is that you want and you have a degree, a a large degree of confidence that 
getting this would make you happy. So I'm going to go through a number of tips that will help you to um, ask for what it is that you want. And the first one is be reasonable. (laughs) Um, There are sales strategies that you might call something like a foot in the door technique. Um, You know, let's say you really want 50 pounds, but you go in there and you ask for 500. Um, The idea behind this strategy is a kind of a sales strategy is that somebody, when you break the, the barrier at 500 and the person you're asking feels like that's way, way too expensive, when you come back down eventually and agree on 50, albeit that's the number you wanted in the first place, they think they've got an amazing deal. Um, I just don't like this strategy for um, interpersonal relationships, for career conversations, um, anything like that, because essentially if you're negotiating or you're asking for something in a closer relationship like that, there's got to be that element of trust that you're both going to be reasonable and this type of behavior makes it a very one-sided thing. It's like you and being the one that's making the request are kind of holding all the cards and you're trying to manipulate in a way the other person. It also really cheapens what you're asking for because if you initially go in at 500 but you'd actually be happy with 50, you know, that is an enormous reduction. That's a 90% reduction in um, the value that you then come to accept. So it naturally raises the question, well, why on earth were they asking for that much in the first place? It, like, it wasn't representative of, of real value. Um, so gauge who it is that you're speaking to. But, you know, if you're, if you're asking for a pay rise, be reasonable If you're asking for a favour from a friend or a a relation, be reasonable. Go with what you actually want. And that way you're not only asking for your actual need to be met, but you are also giving that person a chance to meet you where you are. And that way you really, really build trust. The second thing is, you really don't need to have a myriad of reasons why the thing that you're asking for is needed by you. The fact that you genuinely need it is enough. Yeah, okay, naturally, you might want to give some kind of explanation, some kind of reason why the thing that you're asking for is something that you need. Like if you're asking a friend to babysit for you, you you might just want to tell them where it is that you're going. But You don't need to layer that with a million other reasons why you need a babysitter. Like, oh, I haven't gone out for so long or, oh, my friend, she really needs someone to talk to and I've got to do this and I really need to do that. You just don't need to. We kind of become inclined because we feel guilty for asking. We we tend to layer and layer on so many reasons why it is that we need the thing that we're asking for. You don't need to do that it almost, again, diminishes the value of your request. You need the thing that you're asking for because you need it. And yes, it's fair to give some kind of explanation to the person that you're asking of, but you don't need to layer on hundreds and hundreds of reasons and excuses um, why you're making this ask. Find one, find one solid one, craft a narrative around it and focus on that. 
And very closely related to this and the reasons why we feel kind of guilt and need to make excuses is, do you really feel that you deserve having this need met? Are you worth having this need met? This is particularly acute for women, but I can't exclude men from this. In fact, men do experience this as well, but may find it harder to um, admit or harder to actually tap into this that is the actual thing that's going on. But people are sometimes reluctant to ask for things, including pay rises, for example, because at some level, deep down, they feel that they don't deserve that higher salary. But why do you feel that? Why is it that you've got a niggling doubt somewhere in your mind that you're not deserving of the thing that you're asking for, that you want to ask for? Really think about this. Go back and check out the podcast on negative thinking patterns. Um, Really examine what the voice in your head is. It's telling you at the point that you're thinking about making this request and what it is that you're expecting the other person to say Or what's your fear, if you really examine your deepest fear about what that person would say when you asked them, that's your clue to what that negative voice in your head is telling you. Is it telling you that you're not worthy? Is it telling you that, you know, if we come to a pay rise, is it telling you that people of your education standard don't get paid this much money? Is it telling you that there are no other women in this company that are paid six figures? Is it that you're telling yourself that someone of 20 years old, which you are, if you are, um, can't earn this type of money. Are you bringing these biases to your um, own decision making, your own request and making assumptions about what someone else is going to say and think? Um, Or are you worried that you might cast shadow on someone else? So if you were to ask for this pay rise, would your husband or your wife feel like you were getting too ahead of yourself would your family feel like you were getting too ahead of yourself would people around you look down on you for um feeling like you were too successful something that particularly people in the uk kind of resonate with i think it's less of an issue in in the us um in general but really think about what it is that you're fearing what are you fearing and why do you think you're not worth this thing that you're asking for. Okay, so these are all things that you really need to do before you get into the process of making the request or making your ask. Now let's assume that you're ready, you've thought about what might be holding you back and you're ready to make your ask. The thing that you really need to do is think through how you're gonna position this with the person that you're asking this thing of. Obviously, if you're just asking a favour of someone or, um, you know, asking someone to run an errand for you, you don't need to pre-plan it to a major extent. But if you are asking for something material, if it's a pay rise, promotion, more responsibility, um, something, something significant in your work life or even in your personal life, it does really help to actually think it through and think about how you're going to put this forward to the person. This is the sort of thing you can do. Um, It doesn't need to take a huge amount of time. You don't need to write a presentation about it um, necessarily, but you do need to give it due consideration if it's something that is important to you um, and organise your thoughts so that 
you're less likely to come unstuck, especially if asking for something is not easy for you or doesn't come naturally to you. This has another benefit. If you actually go through the almost like role play of how you're going to position this and what you're going to ask for, it helps you really establish if A, you really want it, but B, is your request really reasonable? If you can't articulate it in a clear, um, reasonable fashion, or you can't tell whether you are comfortable to propose it in that way, there's a there's a red flag there. You need to go through and examine your rationale again. You need to think carefully about this request before making it. On the other hand, if you can kind of fly through this preparation step um, and really articulate the basis of your request before you do it, you're ready to go. Then when you get to the point of actually having the conversation, Make sure that you're taking the other person's needs into consideration. Engage in the conversation. It can be quite easy to really think about ourselves and how we're feeling in a difficult conversation, especially if it's something that's hard for us to do. If it's hard for us to articulate what we want, we're going to be thinking a lot about how we feel, if we feel nervous, if we feel stressed. But try to also consider during the moment that you're making your request how is the other person taking it are they looking pretty relaxed are they okay are they smiling are they engaging with you or are they looking troubled stressed preoccupied um consider the context Perhaps you've approached the person at a time when it's not great. You may not have known that before, but if they're looking preoccupied, if they're looking like they really can't deal with this right now, don't take that personally. These things are all about timing. Um, But don't let it delay you too much. If this is is something that's really important to you, you're going to need to find that time. But make sure you've picked your moment. Don't just bowl straight on in there if the context of the timing isn't great and even if you didn't know the timing wasn't great if that person looks like they're not particularly up for that conversation once it started be prepared to reschedule be prepared to give another opportunity um take your cues from the way the other person responds in order to really make sure you're getting your your message across in the best possible way The next piece of advice I can give you in the moment when you're making your request is ask with a smile, ask with a smile. Um, Again, something that can be difficult if we're feeling anxious about the process of asking for what we want, Um, especially if you've been through all the steps up to this point and thinking this is actually a really big deal I'm asking for this thing and it's really a big deal you might be really kind of concentrating and really thinking hard about it try and relax you've done the hard bit you've got to the point where you're having this conversation um but especially if this is a verbal request try to do it in a way that is respectful but positive nice um You know, even if your request is based on something that you're dissatisfied about, you might be dissatisfied with your paying conditions at work, you might be dissatisfied with the way things are going in your personal relationship, you might be requesting that someone takes your needs into consideration more on a personal level. Um, 
raising it with a grumpy face, raising it in a passive aggressive way, raising it in a, oh, you know, it's just about time you listen to me. It's just about time that this happened or it's not going to set you up for success. When have you ever had a conversation like that that's gone well and you've got what you wanted out of it? Nigh on never. You might get you know, if somebody's tired and doesn't want to have the conversation with you, they might go, oh God, yeah, okay, 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 I get it. But it's not going to get you where you want to go, really. You may just get a snub or I can't deal with this right now, so I'll just say yes and shut down the conversation. That's not the answer you want. You want a meaningful answer. You want a meaningful response. You want something that is going to Um, come back to you in a positive way so you need to give that positivity out you need to leave that negativity at the door um, leave that passive aggression behind if you really don't feel like you can um, do that because it is very emotive for you a great way to do that is really like try to take the charge out of the situation by either having a conversation with someone you trust or literally have a conversation with the wall (laughs) Um, before you go into this conversation to ask for what you want. Um, Whether you're talking to someone you trust or whether you're talking to the wall, your purpose is try to take out this emotional charge, the negative emotional charge that you're holding about the situation. Um, I learned this technique um, a few months ago um, in some training that, that I put myself in and you literally either ask yourself the question or you get someone to ask you the question what do you have on X so what do you have on the pay situation at work and you respond um, either to yourself or to the other person and just vent what do you have vent all that charged emotion on that thing And when you have answered that question, you ask the same question again. Okay, what do you have on X? Again, answer. And just keep answering, keep doing it, keep doing it. You can do it for five or ten minutes until you've really exhausted all that negative energy that you have against this situation. And it's amazing. This is a really cool technique. It's a really cool technique for like getting rid of that negative emotional charge and yeah you will find that you can then enter into a future conversation with less negative emotional baggage and and you will hopefully be able to actually be nice smile and ask for what you want in a positive way the next thing you have to really consider in the conversation when you're having it is can you be honest really be honest about what you want um if you haven't planned what you're going to say and what you're going to ask for, you can find yourself, and I bet you've done this, I've done it in, in times gone by, you go into a situation knowing that you want to ask for something, you haven't really planned it through, you haven't really like practiced it, even if it's something important to you, and you start to have the conversation, you're feeling brave, you start to have the conversation, and you don't actually ask for what you want, you ask for like something that's halfway towards what you want. You ask for like 25% of what you want um you just kind of backtrack against what you really wanted to ask and ask for something that's only partially the way there um and 
the problem with doing that is once you've started and you've said that that is what you want, you really can't then go the full hog. You you really can't then in that conversation um, then expand into, well, actually what I really want is, you know, three or four times as big. Um, you need to be honest right up front because the only thing that's going to happen is if you ask that person for, you know, something that's 25% the size of what you actually wanted and they go, yeah, okay, that's fine. You're going to look like you're taking the piss if you then try and make that more. Um, you should have just asked for what you really wanted in the first place. And if you don't ask for what you want at all and you only ask for the 25%, when you come away from that conversation, you're just going to feel like you've missed the opportunity. So please, please, please express what you need, honestly express why you need it and you, you're not going to make any changes further down the road. This is what you want and this is why. Um, you're giving the other person a chance to meet you where you are and to meet your needs. They may not be able to do that, but at least you're giving them the opportunity to. So you've had your conversation, you've asked for what you want, you've been honest, you've been open, you've been smiley and happy about it. Um, it may just not be possible to get what you want, um, it's helpful to make sure that you give the other person a way out of this situation without damaging the relationship. Um, the fact is they may not be able to give you the answer you're looking for. Um, so you really don't want to put someone in a position where you're giving them an ultimatum. You never want to say, if you don't do this, I am going to X. Because it might force you into the situation where you have to then do X. Or then don't do X and look like you didn't mean it anyway and that the thing you asked for wasn't important or you were prepared to settle. That's not to say that you don't maintain your boundaries and know what values you have and what means what is good to you, what feels good to you and what you need, knowing what you need out of a situation. But you don't need to give someone an ultimatum in order to get that. Um, you can still assert your boundaries without giving ultimatums I'll give you an example again the pay rise one is a good one you might think after several years with a company where you may not have had a pay rise or your pay rise hasn't been commensurate with your progression in your opinion you want that to be corrected you have an open honest engaging positive conversation with your boss about that um, but due to the economic climate, your boss is not able to do anything on your pay. You feel consistently that your uh, pay is really behind the market and you're pretty confident in that, but your company refuses to upgrade your pay. You really don't want to go into that situation going to your boss, give me the pay rise or I'm going to leave. That may be what you want to do. That may be what you're going to do but you can keep those cards close to your chest. You don't want to call out that ultimatum because it gives away all your power. It gives away all your personal integrity because your boss is then going to go, well, okay, if that person's going to leave, how do I then manage this? You can end up finding yourself managed out of a situation that you wanted to retain control over. Um, if you choose to leave because this situation doesn't meet your values, doesn't meet your expectations, doesn't meet, you know, the esteem in which you hold yourself, 
that's fine. But you want to do that on your terms. You don't want to do it on the terms of the company. You don't want to do it on the terms of your manager who's now expecting you to leave and is probably looking for your replacement. Don't give your power away by forcing people into ultimatums. Keep your cards close to your chest and give the other person a way out of it without damaging the relationship. That way you keep control. And let's just say you get into the situation where it really hasn't gone your way. Um, Your request, whatever you've asked for, hasn't been met with, whoopee, yes, of course, let's give you that pay rise. Or I'm going to give you all your emotional needs met. I'm going to drop everything and and give you everything you want in this relationship. If that doesn't happen, um, but... You know, you have to then look at the situation you find yourself in. If you have a good long-term relationship with the person that you're talking to, if it's your boss, your colleague, your partner in your relationship, in your personal relationship, the chances are you'll have another opportunity to to go down this road. Um, And you need to maintain that relationship in order to have that opportunity sometime down the line. Again, we don't let our values be be compromised, but sometimes timing is not optimal and if no if they haven't had the opportunity to deal with this request before maybe it's worth giving a little bit of time to see if that can happen depends on the situation again the last thing you want to do is shut that door by behaving badly and by behaving badly i would take you back to that toddler example that we had right at the top of the episode where um the toddler uh, throws his feet on the floor and throws his hands and legs all around and shouts and screams and says yes but I want it I want it I want it I want it now it's not going to happen <laughs> it's not going to happen we might feel that inside we might feel like going banging our head against the wall in the bathroom or um, acting out a bit shouting screaming and stamping our feet but don't do it don't do it in public it just makes you seem immature and makes you seem particularly in a professional context like perhaps you don't understand the context of the environment that we're in um, might make you seem unreasonable, even more unreasonable. Um, The mature way to look at it is, okay, bad timing, um, can't be done right now, I understand that, I understand where I value myself, where I see myself, and I'm going to come back to this in X period of time, if that's suitable for me. Um, If there's a sweet spot that can be met between your need for this and the organization's need for you and for you to be happy or within your relationship if the timing isn't right to to have these needs met now can you come back to it in a month or six months or whatever it may be you can evaluate what the right time scale is for you um but whatever you do don't allow any less than optimal outcome to sit with you and um, don't allow it to be something that you obsess over, that you ruminate over constantly. The best you can hope for in a situation like this is that you do a really good job of understanding what it is that you want, articulating it well, be positive, be honest, be open, put it out there and have a constructive conversation. You cannot control you cannot legislate for other people's responses in the way they handle it if they handle it badly if they don't give you what you want if they handle it well and they still don't give you what you want that's not your that's not within your control I was going to say it's not your problem but it kind of is a problem if the thing that you've asked for is really important to you um but 
their response says nothing about you. It says nothing about the validity of your ask. It only says about that person and the situation they're in at that time. So try if you've done everything to position the request in the right way, you should be able to walk away from that knowing that you've done your best and you may come back to it at another time. Um, that's really important. You don't want to ruminate on something, obsess over it, dwell on the past if something didn't go your way. Um, and all the steps that I've been through today are really about setting you up to make that request in the right way so that you don't have regrets about the way it's done, um, but also being adult enough to know that things don't always go your way. But I hope that if you have something that you're waiting on or something that you want to ask for, I really hope it does go your way. Um, and if you use these tips, I think that will help you to get there. And that's it for this week. Um, as we think ahead to next week's episode, I'm conscious that this week, um, on Saturday, 10th of October, it's World Mental Health Day for 2020. And my goodness, what a year it's been for all of our mental health. Um, we all have our own journey um, with regard to mental health and actually coming to a recognition that mental health is just part of our overall health and should be seen as that. Um, so in the spirit of that, I'm planning next week's episode to talk about my own mental health journey in the spirit of openness and and sharing um, my own experiences and, and my journey. So I'll look forward to speaking to you about that next week. Uh, if you've enjoyed today's show, I would again encourage you to make a review, rate it on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me to connect with more people um, and continue to deliver this content, which I love. So thank you. It's been great. And I'll see you next week. Bye.